Hey everybody, it's Amanda. Welcome or welcome back to the Park Ridge Presby podcast, the message podcast of Park Ridge Presbyterian Church in Park Ridge, Illinois. We would love for you to experience a Sunday morning with us, or you can always connect with us on social media. We are Park Ridge Presby on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We hope this message inspires your faith to make a difference for you every day. Well, you know you've had a good life when someone gives a wonderful and moving eulogy about you when your time comes. A eulogy, you know, a speech about someone when they've passed away. And you know you've had a good life when that happens, but you know you've made an impact on history when someone writes a song about you. And then people sing that song for generations and generations to come. I mean, like literally like that one song of the season that we're in, you know when there's a song written about you, you'll go down in history. Now, that's a joke, by the way. Now, the people who have these songs written about them have made a great impact on history. And there's somebody who's had dozens and hundreds and really probably thousands of songs written about him because of the impact he made on history. And that's, of course, Jesus. Jesus probably has had the most songs ever written about him, and people sing those songs all the time. Now, some of those songs are directly about him, or some of those songs, of course, are inspired by him. But there's one song, there's one piece of poetry that captures so much about who Jesus is and the impact he had, and that was a song or a poem that's attributed to being said by his mother, Mary. Now, this particular song comes to us and is immortalized in Luke chapter 1. And it's a beautiful song that helps us understand the impact that Jesus had on the world. Now, it's attributed to Mary. It's written there in Luke 1, and it comes to us while in the story while Mary is pregnant. And so when we hear this song, we hear this poetry in the time of expecting Jesus to come. And so it's fitting for us to hear a little bit about it when we're expecting him to come again at this time of year. Now, because of the words and because of the beauty of it, I want to share it with you directly so you can hear exactly what it sounds like. And so let me share those words with you from Luke chapter 1. It's Mary's song of praise. It says that Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and his name is holy. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. He sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. I mean, that song is full of so many beautiful promises and so many beautiful remembrances. And in there, we hear so explicitly what it means for that promise of peace that God makes to us to be ha- become real in our world today. Now, We have to understand this piece of poetry, this praise, this song of praise, as for what it is. It's a a retrospective understanding of the impact that Jesus had, what it looks like when the promise of peace becomes real. Because when we understand what the Gospel of Luke is, it's a record that somebody was trying to put together 
so that we could understand who Jesus was and the, the impact his life had. And when we see that, we understand that we can see just how beautiful this promise of peace that God gives to us is and how it changed the world and how the world changed forever because of this promise of peace. Now, we're not sure if Mary actually said this. You need to be aware of that because it may have come from the early first century followers of Jesus having these poems, these hymns, these songs that they would have been singing, helping them to remember the story of Jesus. Just like we have songs that help us remember the story of Jesus, they would have too. And what they would have been doing is trying to help people understand just how impactful Jesus was then. And we can see just how impactful he has continued to be. But here, those words so clearly about what Jesus does and how his peace changes everything. What does it say it, it does? It says the proud are brought down. It says the powerful are taken from their thrones, that the lowly are lifted up, that the hungry aren't hungry anymore, and the rich go away empty. And if you ever needed a glimpse or a sense of the vision of what God wanted for us when God sent Jesus and how the promise of peace is going to change the world, it's right there. What a beautiful way of understanding what God did through Jesus, right in that song. And what a wonderful thing for us to have as a reminder of what God is doing through us and how God wants us to live. So when we hear Mary's song of praise, the, the Magnificat as you might know it, we hear a sense of how God wants us to see Jesus coming into the world, but yet also the impact that Jesus has on us and the, the way God wants the world to be. Because when God makes a promise of peace, we get a sense not only of how God wants our lives to be, but how God wants the world to be. In the midst of that, we hear a sense of the justice that God wants for the world. A sense where the people that are hungry are no longer hungry. The people that need to be lifted up are lifted up. That the powerful aren't taking power over people for granted anymore. And for those of us that struggle with pride or having too much proudness in our hearts, that that is brought and made low. And so when we hear that, we get a glimpse of what God wants us to be about and how God wants the world to grow and how God wants the world to be filled with that peace. And we also have a sense of how if we pursue these things, we'll have more of God's peace in our lives. So when we hear that song of praise, we can have that twofold sense of what God's up to, giving us a vision of how the world should be and a sense of how God wants our lives to be. Now, we have a clearer sense of what it looks like when there's God's justice and when people have what they need, when they don't have the food they need and then they do, when they don't have the things they need to survive and then they do. And that is one of the ways we pursue God's peace. But yet also, when we think about how God is going to change our hearts, that's another way that God's peace becomes real. And if you've ever wondered to yourself, how can I have more peace in my life? How can I have the kind of life that God wants for us? Well, you can pursue those very things. You can ask yourself, how can I pursue those glimpses of God's peace in Mary's song? Because think about it. What are you going to pursue if you want more peace? You're going to pursue making sure people who are hungry have the food they need. Or the people that don't have the warm clothes or the, the places to be and making sure they have that at, at this time of year. When you pursue that, you're going to bring peace to them and it's going to bring more peace to your life. I mean, have you ever regretted when you have invested in making sure people don't go hungry? 
Have you ever regretted when you have invested yourself in making sure people aren't cold at night when they're facing winter struggles? I mean, think about the promise that Mary has in the midst of her song. What's going to happen to the rich? They're going to go away empty-handed. I mean, it is true that those who have are called to give so those who don't have do have what they need. And what that looks like is that we aren't going to have more stuff for those of us who already have what we need, but others are going to have what they need. Now, not only, right, will that actually fulfill God's promise of peace for somebody else, but it will also fulfill God's promise of peace for you, for those of us that have the things to give away, for those of us that can give of ourselves to make sure others have it. Because when we do that, God's peace comes into us as it is going out to others. And that's such a beautiful thing that can happen in our lives. Now, we know that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, and that the giving of gifts is the reason of the season, not to see what we can get. And we know many of us don't need more things because we give it away all the time like we should. But also, there is a beautiful thing that happens when God's peace becomes more real as our hearts are transformed. And that is we become less prideful. We become less proud in that unhealthy way. And those of us who have power use our power to make life better. Now, because I know a lot about who our congregation is, who our church family is, I know that most of us are people of influence. Most of us are people of power. We have autonomy over ourselves, and, and many of us have, have authority over other people. And one of the ways that we can bring about peace in the world is when we use our power to help other people, to help them and not just help ourselves. People talk about the power dynamics that we need to be aware of, and those are real things that we need to be aware of. Brené Brown talks about having power over people is not the kind of power that is good for us. But when we use our power with people, for people, and alongside people to lift them up, that's the kind of power that God wants us to wield. And think about that. When we do those kinds of things, what do we do? We bring more peace into our world. We bring more peace into the lives of other people. And that promise that God makes of peace becomes more real for everybody. And likewise, when we're mindful of the way in which we might have too much pride, and this is one of my struggles, and likewise, when we think about when we are too proud over things where we become arrogant or boastful, when we can ask God to change our hearts around those things, then we have more peace in our lives. Because think about it again, right? When we are too prideful, think about how much unrest is in our hearts. When we're too proud about ourselves, think about how much unrest is in our hearts. And when we let go of those things, think about how much peace comes into us. Think about how much more we are able to see the world for what it is and how God wants it to be and how to make it come true. Because when we're anchored in pride, it's all about us. But when we're anchored in peace, it's all about everyone else. And when we realize that and when we live into those things, that's when we can help God's peace become more real. That's when we can have that promise become more true for ourselves and more true for other people. Now, all of us may not be people who have a song written about us when we are no longer around, but many of us and all of us can live lives where we could have that promise of peace be a part of our legacy.
Now, Jesus was the first and foremost and the perfect example of what happens when God is at work because Jesus was God and is God. But when Jesus came, peace came. But when Jesus left and promised to come again, he also made a promise that there would be people who would bring about his work. And those people are you. And those people are me. And when we embrace that promise of peace that Mary sings about, when we understand what God wants for us and for our world, then we help that promise become real. And we can have songs sung about us maybe, or at least someone talking about the impact of peace we made. Because what do we want those stories to be like? Do we want them to be about how you know, we ate the most, that we had all the things we needed, or that we had the most power, or rather, do we want those stories to be ones where people are talking about what we gave away? How we shared our power with people. How we made sure people had what they needed to eat and the stuff they needed to survive. If we want to have the lives filled with peace that God wants for us, then we want to pursue making the world better for other people. If we want to have the kind of peace that God has for each one of us, then we want to pursue becoming those people that are filled not with pride, but with peace. That we're not becoming more proud, but rather more peaceful. And when we do all of those things together, God's promise of peace becomes more real every day. And that's what God wants for us, is for God's promise of peace to be more real every day. So let's make sure we're pursuing that peace every day. Hey, thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can subscribe to this podcast or find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We are at Park Ridge Presby on all platforms.